Hello and welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sauk Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Dr. Lori Cortez, who is the Vice President of, of Advancement at Sauk Valley Community College. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. Can you give our listeners a snapshot of you? Who are you? Who do you love? Give us a quick intro. Sure. So um, as mentioned, my name is Lori Cortez. I'm not originally from the Sauk Valley, although I wish I could say that I was. Um, I'm originally born in Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan, to be exact, and um, was born um, to a family from humble beginnings. I'm a first generation college student, college graduate. And um, I have two older brothers that are twins, fraternal, very, very different people, and a younger sister. And um, my siblings are incredibly important to me. And they have helped me to become the person that I am today. Hmm. And so went to college. Um, I didn't think that I would go to college. College was not something that was talked about in my household. Really? Really, yeah. So it was, um, we come from a very big General Motors industry town. Um, The goal for me was to marry a man from General Motors and have have lots of babies, which is a great pathway for some, um, wasn't necessarily for me. And um, I met a young man in high school and I, I thought he was incredibly cute and he was funny and smart um, and, and nice. And I got to know his mom and his mom um, had told me my senior year of high school when I was dating him that no son of hers would date a woman without a college education. Really? Yeah. So I ended up thinking, well, I, I like this guy. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I went to my community college and later ended up marrying that guy. Uh, mm. So we've been together for 23 years now. Um, he has uh, just been the light of my life. Wow. Yeah. Supported and encouraged me throughout my, my entire life and I with him. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to university together. Um, we received our bachelor's and master's degrees. He encouraged me through my doctorate program. And back in 2014, I had heard about this college called Sauk Valley Community College. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I, I, it rings a bell. Yeah. And um, uh, we, uh, I saw a job opening there for a, a program called a TRIO program. So TRIO Student Support Services is a program that's specifically for students who are uh, first-generation college students, students from low-income background, and and students with disabilities. And it really provides intensive services for them so that they can be successful. This is a federal program. There are over 200 such programs in the United States. It has broad support, bipartisan support across the aisle. It's federally Mm. funded. Um, And the reason for the bipartisan support is because these programs are effective. Mm. So even though these students, um, students like me, first generation, low income background, we have been, you know, in the research and data show that students like myself, we are never supposed to make it past our first semester of college. Wow. And what we're seeing with these TRIO programs is that the graduation rate is triple the national norm of students that aren't first gen or low income or have a disability. So these programs work. And so what what is that attributed to? Is that just um, having the resources to finish out strong or is there is there extra uh, 
outside help with tutoring or things like that? Like what, what are the things that go into this TRIO program? Yeah. So uh, tutoring is one of them. One-on-one intensive tutoring with their peers, which mm. students have been shown to be um, more successful if they're with their peers uh, in tutoring. So yeah. we, they have the tutoring program, they have academic advising and academic advising really provides a student with a champion um, that says, Hey, you can do this. I yeah. know this math or science class may be difficult, but let me connect you to tutors or, you know, it's just that person that you can count on to be that support in your corner if you don't have that within your own family. Wow. Yeah. And um, so uh, it's just a, an awesome program. I decided to apply for it, came out here to the Sauk Valley, and I've, I've, I've loved this place ever since. This is wow. a place my husband and I call home. Wow. So so the TRIO program at Sauk is what brought you here. What, what year was that? So that was 2014. Okay. And so we're coming up on almost 10 years that you've been at Sauk Valley Community College, but now you're the vice president of advancement. Tell me a little bit about that journey. The, the story of Dr. Lori Cortez coming from first person to graduate college in your family to now being a vice president of advancement for a local community college doing that journey. How, how was that transition for you? Take us on that journey a little bit. Right. So that transition was not something that was incredibly easy. And I attribute I attribute that uh, success to persistence. And mm. I, I'm a very persistent person to the point of annoyance. And oh, <laughs> some will say, um, and um, I have been able to have great champions in my corner, like wow. my, my husband, my mother-in-law, my siblings, um, my own academic advisor at my community college where I first came in and didn't know what a CRN, that's a course reference number is, or wow. what FAFSA is, which is a free application for a federal student aid. And in fact, a few years ago, when I was in training to become the Dean of Advancement, I visited my um, alma mater, my community college there. And I stopped in and I said, told my academic advisor, met with her. And I said, you probably don't remember me, but you really inspired me and you helped wow. me to make this journey. And I made her cry. I didn't what mean to. Uh, so her name is Maria Campo, uh, Maria Campos. Oh, and wow. yeah, so Shout um, out to her. Yeah, wow. absolutely. And just an, an amazing woman. Um, and uh, yeah, so started, started there. Um, and like I said, received a bachelor's degree in um, in history, master's degree in history, doctorate in education, leadership, and community leadership. So, okay, talk to me a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. History, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, forgive the stereotype, that's for nerds who like to read. Yes. You know, like you're, you're, you're studying names and figures and you're <laughs> looking, you know, at you know, kings and, uh, you know, conquesters and, you know, map makers How did that transition into a love for education? Right. Well, my goal uh, the whole way was to become a community college history professor. Really? Okay. So from the moment I stepped foot on my community college, I knew that's where I wanted to work for the rest of my life. Wow. Because those people really cared about me as a student. I wasn't just a number to them. Um, They were making a difference in their community. They were making a difference in people's personal lives, Mm. changing it from a a poverty cycle, you know, generational poverty cycle that they were living in to breaking them out so those people could be successful for themselves and their families. Yeah. And that's that's when I knew I wanted to work at a community college. So, um, so uh, yeah, so that, that's been great. And, um, and I still teach online as a history instructor for a uh, community college in Michigan. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I love it. I didn't think I would love 
love online education, but when I moved from Michigan to here the, uh, in the Sauk Valley, um, I had asked, is it possible to move my classes online next semester? And they said, absolutely. So they've kept me on. It's been a, um, a wonderful transition. I thought I would lose that light bulb moment that you see in students when you're face to face and you're sure. seeing them yep. kind of get it, right? Yep, yep. Um, feel it in the room. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and what I've been able to discover online is that you they still have those light bulb moments, but it's more of a ongoing realization. Mm. So seeing them from their very first forum posts and um, and and thinking through things and having them think more critically about things, having them converse with people that they maybe they don't share that same perspective. Yeah. And also then having to back up your sources, right? Or yeah. back up your claims with sources. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to see that transition in online education. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And 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 super cool that you're still able to flex that muscle of teaching of of uh fanning into flame the love for history that you had sparked for you as well um, in the next generation of students. It's really cool. But here at SOC, you have a whole different role, VP of Advancement. Talk to me a little bit about what, what does that touch for the institution? What, what types of things are you involved in, in advancing for Sauk Valley Community College? Sure. So um, several areas that I am honored to be a part of. One is student recruitment. Um, and mm. so that's working with our student recruiter, Sarah Partington, and going into the high schools and making sure students understand that Sauk is a great option for them for a multitude of reasons, whether it be for a career technical program like welding or CDL, or uh, if it's for a transfer program like English or accounting. Um, so we have a variety of sources uh, of, we have a variety of paths at Sauk Valley Community College that students can take. Got it. Okay. So you work hand in hand with a few different uh, columns, you know, a few different uh, departments and help kind of make these connections. But one of the things that also you really have helped uh, bring to Sauk is this new program called the Impact Program. Tell me a little bit about this Impact Program. I know a little bit about this Impact Program, but also when I first heard about it, it kind of blew my mind that this existed. And I don't think that very many people in our area know that SOC is a part of this new impact program. Yeah. So the impact program is one of our strategic directions at the college. We are so excited about this program. So in a nutshell, it helps students earn 100% of their tuition and fees at Sauk Valley Community College for up to three years. And that's regardless of their major. So as I mentioned, if they want to go into truck driving or welding, they can do that. Nursing, mm. if they want to go into English or business or accounting, they can do that at Sauk Valley Community College. And... Um, the earned tuition impact program really stemmed from not just getting kids a path to college. That is a great and noble cause. Yeah. We love that. But this is also a very much, this is very much a workforce development program. Mm. We've been told by our employers here that there are plenty of jobs available. Yeah. Great paying jobs. Yeah. But there are, the people in this area lack the training and credentials needed to fulfill those roles. Yeah. And we know we need more people to get that training, to get those credentials and to come on in and then go into the workforce. Yeah. We've also been told from our not-for-profits that volunteerism is decreasing. 
If you look around, we have so many not-for-profits that are run by people that have volunteered their entire lives, and they can't continue continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we need young people to step up to the plate, help out these not for non-for-profits. We also need these young people to become acquainted with these non-for-profits, mm-hmm. to be, you know, to have somebody that's a mentor that's outside of their family scope, mm-hmm. right? Um, to have mentors within our places of worship or within our United Ways, yeah. our chambers of conference. And so we developed this impact program that's based off of what's typically called a promise program in the United States. So this is a program that has been pioneered at other institutions as well. Yes. And this, the impact program is just Sock's take on it. Yes. Okay. So I like to say, if you've seen one impact program, you've seen one impact program. Okay. Um, Right. So they're all unique in their way. Right. And so through our impact program, um, this is available to all students within Sock Valley Community College's district. And so that's 18 different school districts, and that includes private schools and homeschool students. Wow. And uh, what we're doing is we are we starting with the class of 2026. Mm-hmm. So that's our, the current high school freshmen. Yep. Um, students can sign up for the program. They have to sign up by September 1st of their freshman year of high school. Now, Drew, that does not bind a student to attend SOC. Sure. We like to say if the student makes it all the way through the program, uh, impact program, and they get a full ride to Harvard, go to Harvard. Yeah. SOC is way better than Harvard, though. We both know that. Um, but, um, <laughs> hey, so, you gotta yeah. have pride in your local institution. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So uh, the students have to sign up. They have to graduate on time. They have yeah. to file for FAFSA, which is that free application for federal student aid. They have to apply for one other scholarship. They don't even have to receive the scholarship. They just have to apply for yeah. it. Yep. But the most critical piece is the volunteering. Yeah. Students have to do 25 hours of community service each year while they're in high school and when they're at SOC. So what, what it sounds like to me, if I can recap, is when a high school student, starting with his current year's freshman, um, signs up for this program and they get admitted to the program, they get added to the list, then they volunteer 25 hours a year during high school. So that's 100 hours total during high school, um, you know, an hour a weekend right? during the school year, pretty much. Um, and... When they do that and do a few of the other things like the FAFSA and applying for another scholarship, that earns them full ride tuition to Sauk Valley Community College for three years, regardless of what they intend to study while they're there, just by volunteering a handful of hours during high school. You got it. And then while they're in college and receiving this uh, earned tuition, they're still staying involved in, in volunteerism. And so it sounds to me like this is a, a, a win for the community, that it's encouraging uh, community engagement and volunteerism. Sounds like it's a win for these families and these students because even community college can be prohibitive, you know, cost prohibitive to some families. Absolutely. Or, or if they're a family is in an economic situation where, you know, when you're choosing between getting a job and working to earn money or spending money, on school, sometimes that's a decision that families have to make, unfortunately. And so this kind of takes care of that for them as well. And then, I mean, SOC is connected with other, you know, four-year institutions and stuff like that, that you can transfer into a a four-year degree if you want to go that direction. But even just staying here locally, there's this whole workforce initiative of the trades that SOC, you, you can do a whole certification process 
right here in Sock in probably about three years. That'll cover it, right? Yes. Man, I, I just don't see a downside to this. Neither do we. And that that's what we love about this program. And yeah, those certification workforce development trade programs are absolutely a part of this impact program. But what we've seen from other promise programs in the United States is even if a student does transfer from that community college to a university, right? Mm-hmm. They go to that university, they get their four-year degree, they go get their master's or their yeah. doctorate degree. Right. What's been shown is that those students come back to their original community because they are more connected to those yeah. not-for-profit office that they served, that they feel like they've made a difference in their Mm. community. Mm. Like they feel um, those heartstrings just grow, right? And that is because of that volunteer component. And so we want those people to go on to and transfer to university, but we want them to come back and we want them to, to live locally, earn locally, spend, save, borrow locally, which helps our entire region. Yeah. Speaking, and and that that transitions to the the thought that I had that I think maybe some listeners are also asking is the money question is, who's paying for this? Is this a taxpayer thing? Is this coming out of our uh, slot machine, uh, you know, income here? Like, how, how is this being funded? Great question. So we are currently on a five-year, $10 million fundraising campaign. Mm. So we're about two and a half years through. We're almost to our $5 million mark, which we're excited about. So we're right on target. Um, And this is funded in, in four different ways. One is through private donors. People like you and me, yeah. right? People like you and me who give gifts from $20 to our biggest gift we've ever received, which is a million dollar gift. Oh, wow. How beautiful. Yes. So people like you and me, it's also funded through corporations. So take, for example, KSB, CGH, Borg Warner, Wall have all given to the impact program. So we have businesses. We also have our not-for-profits or charitable organizations. Yeah. Our our Rotarians, our Kiwanians have stepped up to the plate wow. so generously. Because if you look at, well, the Kiwanian mission, which is to serve the children of the world. Yep. Yep. Well, this program, this impact program does exactly that. Yep. And these children are serving other children. If I might really quickly go back to that private donor um, part. Our very first donors to the impact program were kids that were in middle school. Wow. Yeah. So there are two kids in Amboy, um, Natalie and Ethan Pratt. They own Bubba Bug Popcorn. And they did a Giving Tuesday back in, I want to say, 2018. And as part of their Giving Tuesday, they gave their proceeds to the impact program. How cool. So truly, the, the, this you know this program, this impact program and Bubba Bug, this is kids serving kids. Yeah. And what a cool, what a cool story, just even of, of the, the seed, mm-hmm. the small seed from which such a, a big, and excuse the pun, uh, impact comes from, you know, of that's the type of. That's the type of story I've been hearing a lot here in the Sauk Valley is is the the stories of the small beginnings, uh, the stories of the uh, scrappy can do attitude, the stories of the people who are here in this community, who love this community, who want to invest in the future of this community, produce things like this, like this impact program. And so, man, this is this is really exciting to me to even I mean. I'm a brand new local. I've been here six months, but to even just hear of the, the continued innovation in this area and from institutions like Sock Valley Community College to continually try and see 
How can we encourage um, just the investment in our future generations, but not in a generic sense, in a very contextual sense? These kids in this area need these things, and here's how we can be a part of that. You know, um, and that, that's a beautiful thing. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, thank you for uh, helping bring that to our area. Where you said that this was based upon um, some other programs, like uh, you called it a, a promise program. Where did this idea first originate, or how how did it come under into your uh, radar or Sox radar? Sure. So uh, Promise Programs, perhaps the most famous one is the Kalamazoo Promise. Mm. Um, They started in the 1970s. And the Kalamazoo Promise is simply if you are born in the city of Kalamazoo, they will pay for you to go to any college or university within the state of Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, yes. um, However, one, I think the the most... um, the, the coolest program, and uh, I'll say that because that's the way Sock modeled it after, was the Tennessee Promise. So the entire state of Tennessee has a Promise program. Really? If you live in Tennessee and you do community service, you can go to your community college at no charge, which is wow. awesome. And again, we're looking at data. This is not, you know, people look at me and say, oh, Lori, you're, you know, you're a very hopeful, optimistic person. And I said, yes, but I also have that quantitative research background. And what we've seen from the Tennessee Promise is 20 years ago, Tennessee was experiencing problems much like the Sauk Valley is currently experiencing an outmigration of people. Yeah, People were leaving Tennessee. We know that Illinois is the most outmigrated state in the nation. We were seeing in Tennessee that employers were closing up shop and leaving mm. because they couldn't find a trained and qualified workforce to fulfill those jobs. We were also seeing the poverty cycle continuing in Tennessee. And what we've seen from Tennessee since implementing their Tennessee promise is that not only do you see families being retained because if they leave the state of Tennessee, well, their kid loses out on a $30,000 scholarship, um, but they also see folks moving in because again, if you move into the state of Tennessee, your kid can have a, a earned tuition program. And we also see businesses not only staying in Tennessee, but moving to Tennessee because, again, there is a trained and qualified workforce from which to choose when you're there in Tennessee. Yeah. And when you uh, have a college certification or a college degree, you're typically making more money. Drew, what do you do when you're making more money? What do you do with that money? You spend it. Absolutely. And you spend it locally. I mean, I, I wish I would not spend as much of the money I make. I, I have a couple of kids now that I need to start saving for, but, but that is the right. easiest thing to do with R- money. Right. But now you'll be saving that money, right? Sure. And you're going to be saving that with a local bank. Yeah. You're also going to be able to borrow to buy a nicer home and a nicer car, which not only works out well for you, but again, works out really well for our local car dealerships, our realtors and our property taxes. Yeah. And when you have a population that is retained, when you have a population that's making more money and being taxed at a higher rate, that means that's more money for your very important services like your police, yeah. like your fire departments, yeah. like your roads, your uh, the parks and recs that are that are so important to the Sauk Valley. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. truly, this program is a win-win program. So, well, for one, really well-articulated explanation of that. It gets me excited about all the implications of it. But that makes me curious, how is someone who went to college for history, uh, how has that transitioned you to be a, uh, a, uh, a, a, what, what do I want to call this? 
a detective of society <laughs> and and a a economic reform expert and a uh, business development passion person. Well, talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. You go from learning about kings and bloodlines and empires to now having your hands and, and your passion. I can hear it coming out of your voice of your heart for all the inner workings of a local community. Right. Well, a very wise college professor by the name of Dr. John Robertson, Robinson said, mentioned to me when I was studying with him that in order to understand any civilization, you have to understand what he called Percy, which is your politics or the politics of that civilization, mm. right? So looking at the inner goings of the government, mm. the economics, what's, what's going well, what are they producing? What are they selling? What does mm. that look like? Uh, religion, that's the R. So mm. what are, you know, looking at their not-for-profits and their belief system, yeah, their belief core, their values. core values. Exactly. Yeah. Um, S their So their, their society, how they treat their elderly, how mm. they treat their young people, how they treat even their animals and also intellectual movements like science and education. So if you look at Percy, AP politics, economics, religion, society, and intellectual movements, that is the only way you can truly understand the comprehensive view of any civilization. So with all of that, um, I feel like that helps to prepare me as a community advocate. And then my doctorate program, as I mentioned, is community leadership, educational leadership. So mm. working over a period of how long was I in my doctorate program? A long time, probably too long. Um, they, they tend to, to drag on. They the people do. who have done doctorates that I've talked to, uh, it's a black hole that you don't always remember everything that went into it, but went on longer than you imagined. Exactly. So um, working within community leadership to better develop communities. And again, having that um, political, economic, religion, uh, society, and intellectual view and perspective of what's going well, what's not, how to make it better. I think that helped to really make me the person I am today. Yeah. And that has led you to be a part of other initiatives through Sauk Valley Community College. You were telling me uh, before we started recording of some of the business development arm of kind of your advancement department. Talk to me a little bit about that. There's there's some new initiatives through Sauk that some people might not know about. Yeah. So with our business and community education, we offer awesome customized training experiences. So whether you um, and your maybe even your your business is looking for training on Excel or Word, we have that available for you. Mm. Another really exciting program is our automotive tech program. I just saw this recently on Facebook, a, a new article, I think on the Shaw local website about it. Yes. Yeah. And so this is in partnership with the Whiteside Area Career Center. So WACC. And what we're doing is we're offering for the second summer in a row, an automotive tech program where students will be able to get hands-on experience and an externship over a period of eight to 10 weeks. And it gets, gets them ASE certified. Oh. So, and again, this really comes out of our local industry telling us that they need more automotive tax. They yeah. can't handle the volume that's coming in. And so if we as a college can be responsive to our community, that is our obligation. Yeah. So we're offering this great automotive tech program, which we're excited about. And then we also offer personal enrichment classes. So mm. we will be going to Ireland 
uh, next March. Actually, we'll be there on March 16th. Oh, come on now. So, That's perfect timing. Exactly. Um, so we offer those type of programs as well. So if you're looking to take a trip, um, especially with community members, with an organization that you know and trust, the Sauk Valley Community College, you can come on out and do that. Uh, do that great Ireland trip. We have information coming up on that. So Is that open just for sc- students? Or? No, that's everyone. Oh, wow. So yeah, so please come on in and, and join us. We have information nights uh, coming up. And um, that's, again, the type of service that we provide to our folks. Well, and it's, it's, it's helping. It's recognizing. Um, one of the things that I appreciated during my time in college, I, I did a, a summer um, in, in Europe and, and just experiencing different cultures gives you a, a, a deeper appreciation for your own culture. And it also just helps you realize, oh, the way that I'm used to doing things isn't the only way to do things, which on one hand, I, I think it just kind of makes you a more well-rounded person. Right. You know, but it also gives you the opportunity to bring some of the best of what you've learned out there back to your local community and say, hey, what if we tried this? And so, oh, I've never thought of it before. I know it's an idea from over here. And it ends up uh, encouraging innovation and creativity just by getting some of those experiences. So that's that's cool that Sock is is doing even some things like that. Um, what what else? I mean, it, it seems like you you kind of have like just a, a Mary Poppins bag of all kinds of different exciting things that Sock is doing. Is there anything else that's going on that you think people should know about? Yeah, I, I'll have to put a plug in for our police academy. Oh, and how awesome is that? So again, comes from industry. We have police departments that have said they have a need for officers. Mm. Um, some of the officers, I mean, they're two years in waiting because yeah. there weren't enough police training academies in the region. Yeah. Um, in fact, the nearest academy um, prior to SOC having starting its very first class a few months ago was either in Chicago or down in Springfield. So meaning if you're a local person, you want to become a police officer, you're going to have to be away from your family for 16 weeks while you are training in Chicago or Springfield. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's not that's not right. That's not fair. So, mm. uh, so we uh, have uh, we the state finally granted us um, the ability to offer a police academy after years of us asking, yeah. and so we just had our first academy graduate this past Friday, and I I, I always like to say that commencement is a very emotional time at SOC. Okay, mm. we have students students like me. You know, we're told you're never going to make it, and they walk across that stage, and it's awesome to see yeah. those students walk across the stage. Um, our adult Ed. Um, so students who come to us um, much later in life, many of them not even knowing how to read yeah. and they earn their GED after a period of several years and watching those students walk across the stage. Yeah. Some of them who are grandmothers and grandfathers and they have their grandkids there that are cheering them on. That's emotional. But our police academy, wow. If you want to see people cry, you come to that. Because you have yeah. family, we have people, we have cadets, men and women, mm-hmm. who have been away from their families for 16 weeks that are there, that are trained, um, and that are community-minded, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, with not a um, militant type of training style. We very much have a community-oriented training style. Yeah. How can our officers best serve their community, keep themselves safe, yeah. um, and be the the great stewards that they are supposed to be? Yeah. So our police academy is awesome. We, we love it. Um, we are um, filling up quickly for um, our courses um, for the next go-round, and it's just uh, it's a great service, again, to be responsive to our community. Well, and this sounds like an exciting time at Sauk Valley Community College as well. There seems to be a lot of momentum and excitement happening um, that 
is only going to uh, be multiplied in the months and years to come. You know, like there, there's a lot of different things that are starting right now. Right. And so it's like, ooh, there's excitement. But that's only going to be like literally explode 3x, 5x the impact in the next year or two as these things actually start producing graduates, uh, first time people from the impact program coming to the school. So it, it's kind of it's kind of exciting to see as a, as a new local to this area, um, some of the beginnings of what's actually probably going to shape this community in the next decade is some of these new initiatives from Sauk Valley Community College. So I'm really excited to hear about it. I really appreciate you coming to talk to us about it. But I want to turn now to your perspective as a local um, living and working here in the Sauk Valley. And you can focus in, you know, directly on the college or just the Sauk Valley as a whole, as you've been here now for, you know, almost 10 years. Um, what do you think is missing in our area or what would some, be something that you would change? Something I would change because there's so many great things about the Sauk Valley. Um, but something I would change is the division between communities and industries. I Talk happen, more about that. So I happen to notice that a lot of <clears throat> communities refuse to work together or partner together, whether it's because of old-fashioned athletic rivalry mm. or just, you know, it's just, it's really strange to me because I like to think of it as, listen, if you have one town, right, and if they refuse to cooperate with the other surrounding towns or communities, they would not be able to survive on their own. Yeah. And there seems to be just a, a division of, I'm going to look out for my town and my town only. And well, yeah. I listen, I understand community pride. I do. Um, I just think that, that we need to develop a sense of regionalism to truly better serve our own particular community and our region. Um, we're not strong enough to just be our own town on our own and to come together and do that. And I love how I'm going to turn it back to Sauk Valley Community College for a minute, but going back to Sauk Valley Community College, where we are able to bring in all th uh, three different chambers of commerce um, yeah. to one business after hours to get all three chambers of commerce together to work together. Um, it's really great to see when we were building our impact program, we brought in industries and I was told you're never going to get, you know, the, the company X to sit in the same room with company Y. Yeah. They're just not going to. We were able to get them in the same room together, wow. talk about the impact program, talk about our services and really build better curriculum and better programs for them. Yeah. And so I never understood why they would not be in the same room together to work collaboratively. Yeah. And so I think, uh, I think one of the things that we could change is to think more regionally rather than just thinking by our own community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, thank you for that. Cause I, I, I share that same heart. I mean, uh, one of the things that has excited me moving here and coming to this area is the, the wide open opportunity of working together that I, I do think that there's, there's a hunger for that among a lot of people, but maybe, um, there's just, there haven't been enough uh, pioneers to step up and say, to, to, to rally right. the groups, you know, but the, the few conversations I've been a part of where there's been different churches working together or different nonprofits working together that hadn't in the past. And, you know, I've just been able to listen in on those conversations or have a seat at the table to hear um, how that's going. Uh, it, as soon as someone brings up the idea, it's met with Oh yeah, let's do that. Right. You know, and there really is a hunger for it. It just, it takes people having the boldness to take that first step to make that first uh, initial uh, invitation to 
be the ones to uh, swallow maybe their pride or their history or something like that and say, hey, what if we, it's almost always in my experience, just in the conversations I've been having with people, it's almost always been met positively. Right. And then it gets to, you get to see exciting ways of where some of the resources that many of these different groups have been using in a silo fashion, dwindling resources, dwindling volunteer pool to pull from, dwindling passion, you know, when there's a, a single church or a single group trying to keep a thing going. Um, but when you start working together with others, all of a sudden that there's there's more shoulders underneath that uh, burden right. to carry it together and and you get excited about things again. And so that that, that is definitely something that um, I think many different pockets in our community are starting to see. I'm, I'm hearing more and more of these collaborative things and that, that excites me about what's going forward. And so on that vein of things that are exciting, what, what gets you excited about the Sock Valley? What gives you hope about this area? Nearly everything. Um, I love that there's, there's something to do nearly every weekend. Mm. Um, and whether it's a community festival or a parade or a sporting event, there's something to do here every weekend. And I feel safe, right? Um, where I come from, um, it's, it was the number one most violent city in America. Mm. Um, it was the number one most dangerous city in America for women. Mm. Um, and, and listen, I know Sauk Valley, I know we have our, our problems, right? I'm not saying this is a crime-free community. No one, no, no town or, or region can say that. Um, but I think in general, this is a really good supportive community where there's something to do every weekend. Families can find things to do. And um, it's just, it's really cool to be able to, to live here and, and work here. And uh, um, yeah, I, I would say, I, I would just say that, that, that there's, there's great family activities and mm. there's a lot of good support and people are friendly here, right? We're, yeah. we're good Midwestern folk is what we like to say. Absolutely. Yeah. We're good Midwestern folk. And, um, and it's just, it's, even though my husband and I do not have our families here, mm. um, we don't, we don't have a single family member in the, in the area and, uh, just having, um, a new daughter come into our, our lives, yeah. um, recently. And we feel that family connection and that family support here because of the individuals, whether it be our neighbors or our colleagues or just our, our, our connections within, yeah. within our service, cl- you know, clubs and organizations, those people have made us feel like our family is here. Wow. And so I think it's that, 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 um, that really good, close knit, caring heart that people mm-hmm. have. Well, and it's a recognition too. And that's another thing that it takes the boldness to make that first step of saying, Hey, uh, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm sick of doing it alone. But when someone can be vulnerable in that way and make that first authentic step, um, I think it's, it's, it's surprising to me, but it shouldn't be surprising to me how quickly so many others will respond to that and say, okay, we'll come alongside you. Right. You know, and, and even people who step up say, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either, but we'll figure it out together kind of stuff. Um, coming out of this pandemic, I was just having this conversation with someone else. Coming out of this pandemic, it was a season of isolation, forced isolation, depending on where you were living. Um, and for different amounts of time, depending on where you were living as well. But it really just gave me especially a, a, a real value for community and and not just community in a, a trite sense of like, Oh yeah. Hey, I live on this street with these neighbors that we wave to, 
Um, and not even in the sense of, of sometimes there's church communities where, hey, maybe we attend the same worship service or the same religious gathering, but we know each other's faces and not each other's names. Or maybe mm. we know each other's first names, but we don't know each other's stories. But it's a real deep hunger for human to human connection. Right. And, and that is such a, a need and it's such a beautiful opportunity in a community like this that we have here in the Sauk Valley that it is still a small town community. Mm-hmm. You can know people's stories and it just takes the willingness to take that first step. Right. And then, I mean, then you get connected into a group where people are taking care of you or looking out for you or asking how, how was that weekend or I heard you coughing. How are you feeling? Well, you know, even just having that sense of concern, it strengthens our families, our individual families, but it strengthens our whole community to know that we're not alone. Right. We we do have people looking out for us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just love that about the Sauk Valley. Truly people here do care. And I've seen, you know, horrible tragedies take place here, whether Mm. it be, you know, somebody's, you know, somebody's house burned down Mm. or a a horrific car accident. And and just to see the outpouring of community support for that family. Wow. Um, it's just, it, it just really makes you feel in a time where, you know, there's just awful things happening to that family, but there's a lot of good happening too. Yeah. And that's right here in the Sauk Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot to do with, uh, individuals like yourself and organizations like Sauk Community College who are committed to investing in the, the flourishing of this community. So, um, Lori, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, before we go, if people want to connect with you or find out more about some of these uh, things that you've mentioned, where where would they connect with you or get in touch with you? Sure. So you can um, go ahead and email me or you can call me. Uh, if you look at Sauk Valley Community College's uh, website, just type in Lori Cortez. There's only two Lori's there. Uh, one's a, a, a brilliant biology faculty member. That's not me. Um, and then there the other one's me. So just contact me. But you can do that. Um, my office phone number is 815-835-6260. Again, 835-6260. Stop by my office. Always mm. love to see folks um, and give a tour of the college. If you haven't been out to the college in the past five years, you should come take a look. We've done yeah. so many really cool things, yeah. um, including our awesome ag program, which I love. So we take you for a ride on the combine. We were actually just burning the prairie today. Okay. And I was at first I thought burning a prairie, isn't that awful thing to do? And then I was taught here by my great ag folks. Um, no, you're supposed to it's do that. It helps, cre- it helps, part. helps create new life. Yes, so, exactly. yeah. So, um, so yeah, feel free to get a hold of me. Happy to, um, to make any contact that we can to make sure that, um, the Sauk Valley grows. Mm, absolutely. Well, uh, Lori, thank you again, just so much for being on the show and sharing your story with us. Happy to be here again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I'm your host, Drew Williams. And until next time on the Sauk Valley Spotlight, let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home. Home.